clap at all? Sure. No. <laughs> now we can just start. Okay, that coffee smells great. So what was your idea? What was my idea? Didn't you say you had some ideas that you wanted to to do or to talk about? Oh, well, I mean, not particularly. I, I think the fact that we're interested in podcasts is fascinating enough. Uh, but, I mean, I was going to say... Are you are you interested at all in news podcasts? Like, learn like keeping up on the news. Keeping up on like the that? news. I would be open to that. Well, yeah, there, there's one that mixes like comedy. It's like a comedy news program. Wait, like wait, have wait, different wait, wait, podcasts. It's like an NPR. No, 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 I'm talking about. I'm not talking about ideas for us. I'm just talking about good ideas in general, like or good podcasts out there in general. Oh, I haven't been able to move away from the Nerdist. I have the NPR yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. You should you should test them out. You're, you're going to become a nerdist junkie. I can't get away from it right now. Yeah. I've been list. I listened to. Uh, how long have you been listening to the Nerdist for? Oh man, I was turned on to that probably a good a good year ago. I want to say I I'd been traveling to and from Chicago for a while and um, ended up. Uh, I listened to. That was long enough. The first one I listened to was Bill Burr from last week. That was like a newer one. <clears throat> Today I listened to Wayne Coyne, I guess that was a few days ago. This cast of Orange is the New Black. I've listened to... Um, oh, yeah, I, I started listening to that one. I've listened to... I really liked Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Dakota Fanning, David Schwimmer. Um, I listened... I, right now, what we're listening in the car was Guy Ritchie. Charlie Hunnam, um, which Guy Ritchie is the director and one of the writers for that King Arthur movie we were talking about. Oh, we yeah. were, and Charlie Hunnam is the right. is the lead, uh, and like a few other ones I can't remember, but they're all really awesome. And I already got like se- oh Dana Carvey, um, and I've already got like seven of them lined up. Well, it's for interesting because I'm like next. I feel like I'm kind of the reverse because I I was more interested in Chris Hardwick. I didn't know a lot of the people that he was interviewing. I mean, I listened to the people who I did know at the outset, but I didn't know a lot of these. And I just started listening to him. Like, wow, I really like the way that Chris Hardwick interviews people. I thought, yeah, I, I think it's a very effective way of getting people to open up. It's weird now though because he's doing the cro- talking with Chris Hardwick. Yeah, on AMC. Is, is that AMC? Yeah, yeah, I think it's AMC. And now it's got a studio audience, which always adds in that element. Wait, he's of, always doing that now? No, no, no. no it, it, yeah, they throw that in there sometimes. On off. It's like a weekly program, okay. I think, that they picked up now. So he's just thrown the, the TV show on his Nerds yeah. podcast as well. But I don't think you're going to get as good results when you add in the studio audience. I don't think so either. I like I like the intimacy of the he, uh I found out that, because remember I was asking, like, where does he do this? He does it in his wherever... I don't know who... Okay, so James Corden, what network is that on? CBS? Uh, NBC. It's on NBC. No, no, you're right, CBS. That's CBS. So he does it... Okay, so he does it, right. he does it in CBS Studios is where they record the podcast. Oh, really? Uh, because James okay. Corden, I listened to it, and they were... And yeah, James, Corden the did, James Corden one. did uh, The Nerdist, and then right after that, he had to go do the taping for his show. Mm-hmm. So they're at CBS Studios... And I guess Chris Hardwick was like, yeah, where they, the studio that he's in to record his podcast, I guess, was like something weird or like his dressing room 
was the same dressing room or it's the same studio for the original I Love Lucy studio okay. or something weird like that. I yeah, I vaguely recall. But I remember him telling saying that because I remember asking like where the heck do they do this? And I think a couple times they've done it randomly in like because he has his own a, studio, a hotel that, that, that they go that they go to. Normally it's his own studio, which is just a plain room like this one. Yeah, and it's just the microphones because at the outside a lot of the guests will comment. Oh, like this is your studio? And he's like, Yeah, it's just simple. But he's got posters and stuff all over the wall of okay. nerdy stuff. So yeah, very likable guy. I actually it was interesting because I was I did not like his personality at the really? I because I knew of him through At Midnight Fame. What's and that? At Midnight, the Comedy Central program that followed Colbert. Oh, okay. Uh, after the Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Got it. So I would occasionally end up watching him and I'm just like this. This dude is annoying. He all he, I, he's making really annoying quips. He's got this like perky attitude, and I, I tend to be turned off by people like yeah. that. Yeah, but then um, for whatever reason, I can't I can't remember the turning point. But I, I decided to give his his podcast a, a go, and it turned out that man, this this dude. So you listen you listen listen to the Nerdist knowing it was Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I, I knew I knew of Chris Hardwick, which is why I got turned on to the podcast, as opposed to knowing the guests and getting turned on to the podcast that okay. way. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. I got lined up, like, I don't even know, a bunch of people. Jason Alexander is one of them who played George in mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Because I don't know. I don't know half the people. I don't know. I want to say 70%. I have no idea who they I, are. Yeah. Whereas you probably know 70%. Yeah, I know a lot of them. So, I mean, for you, it's, like, a different experience. For me, this is how it is for me. Like, I'm just so... I've always been... Okay, so first of all, let me say, I my uh, in, acting instructor called me up and said that I, I was admitted to the acting program that I had to audition for. Oh. Yeah, so cool. that was cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what I'm getting at is, like, so that was, like, a nice little win. Like, yes! Yeah. I auditioned today for the conservatory program, which is the same thing as the acting lab. It's just for the <coughs> improv side of things rather than acting. That, I'm just like, uh, I don't think it went well because it was just like, well, I'll talk about that in a second. But what I'm getting at is ever since listening to the Nerdist podcast, the reason why I love listening to it is because I've just completely immersed myself in that industry Yes, of and, film and, and that's television. That's why I sense that you would you would relate to a lot of the stuff that they end up talking about because yes. it's movie stars, it's actors, yes. who are in the industry. Chris Hardwick's in the industry, so they're able to. And like, they talk, talk about, about like their struggles mm-hmm. coming up, mm-hmm. why they got interested in it, mm-hmm. like people they've worked with and stuff, and um, it is just like kind of validated, like yes, I can do it, or I'm on the right track, yeah. or it's nice because it fills the space in between going to class and going to auditions, mm-hmm. and it's just like, re, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, uh, it's inspirational. It's, it's inspirational, it's, it keeps you going. It and revitalizes it's, your yes, passion. Yes, that's it, and it's just like completely, like I said, immersed in that, so it mm-hmm. it helps... I'm not that I've had any experiences where I'm just like, should I really be doing this? Or, like, I haven't been beaten into the ground yet like some of these people say they have. Yeah, You totally. know what I'm saying? I mean, you didn't grow up in Hollywood. No. So it's like... But it's just cool to listen to. It's 
It's reaffirming. It's yeah. like, yes, it's reaffirming. That's and what that's it is. the great part, too, is that you hear a lot of these stories, and it is like they had a passion for it. They didn't really have any ex- expectations going into it. Yeah. They had no idea they were going to become a movie star, film star, TV star. Like, they had no idea. Yeah. And through that hard work, it's it's always that, that dedication and to the perfection of the craft. Like, the, um, that that's always seems to be that recurring trend. The actress who plays Tasty in Orange the New Black, she was saying today when I was listening to the podcast how, I think it was her, she, she was saying, like, yeah, I was, I gave up on acting. I remember I <clears throat> auditioned or whatever, and then later she's like, I, she's like, I I made a little party of it. I got some wine and some cheese and crackers and, you know, it was Friday and I just had some time. I was going to have a little party with my friends or time to myself. Like, you know what? I'm moving forward. I'm doing something else. And then come Monday, I was going to search for another job or whatever. She made that decision that day and then like at five o'clock in the afternoon, they called her up. It's like, hey, you've been, you're going to be like the part of Tasty for this new show that we're doing. And lo and behold, it's become a cultural phenomenon yeah no there's examples all around man and then like charlie hunnam was saying he's like yeah i was like second guessing myself about the whole acting thing i've gone i i'd gone like 18 months or something or a year he says i'm like i had just enough money to live for like a year and a half without any work and he said like for five years he virtually had no work like he got a job like two years later no work for two years two years later got like got a job and then, like, 18 months after that, nothing. Got a job. 12 months after that, nothing. And I think he said, like, yeah, I was taking a break for a while. And then he was like, oh, okay, I'll get back into it, and I'll read some scripts. And the first script that he picked up was Sons of Anarchy, only because it was, like, way smaller than any of the film scripts. And that, again, lo and behold, like, that set him up for success for the rest, mm-hmm. not the rest of his life, but... That season, I went on for eight seasons. Yeah. And I think there are examples all around. I mean, countless examples of people who just care about what they do and yeah. have a passion for it. Love the podcast. But, yeah, he's, he, he, Chris Hardwick really has just exploded on the scene of digital media. He's a pretty... He's a fun personality. He's like a very non-threatening, because that's what he says, like, I don't want people to come in here thinking, like, I'm going to pry into their life. I just want to hang out and have a conversation. Yes, he's he's probably one of the most real people in Hollywood. But that's the other thing, too, is that you, you listen to it so much, and yeah, it does give you an insight into the world that these people live in, but it's also kind of detached from reality, and when you see a lot of these these Hollywood stars making statements and trying to, you know, speak to the masses or whatever, they have a difficult time because they're not living in the same reality that the rest of us are. I mean, they're they're living in a very different yeah. reality. And it's hard because when they're talking about these particular struggles, I think Chris Hardwick does a great job of sort of bringing it to the masses and being like, everything's relatable because he he comes from it from the perspective of an addict and mm-hmm. you know addiction can affect anybody kind of thing so he's able to speak to people who don't come from hollywood through his experience with addiction like it's a very human experience whereas a lot of these hollywood people have been insulated and protected their whole lives coddled babied or just you know disregarded by the media they become they become items more than people he was he talks about being he talks about two-dimensional like how everyday people look see them it's like oh you're like a real person they're like yeah no duh Mm -hmm. like yeah well and but that's the thing is that that 
that can't be taken for granted with these people. And so, I don't know. I, when and it's interesting because some some people, I think, believe it or not, I really didn't like Bill Burr. I, I, I didn't like his Was it Bill Burr number three? Yeah. Was it the, the most, most recent the one? The most recent one. Okay. I just, he has a very pessimistic view of, of human nature. He's talking about bullies and it's like, beat him up. Like, oh, you yeah. beat him up. And I'm just yeah. like... But but that I think summed up his general attitude towards the world is, is if the world punches you, punch back. Yeah. And my attitude is the world is always going to keep trying to punch you. Like, learn how to dance. Like, learn how to okay. dodge. Like, learn how to learn how to live within the punches. Because if you're always punching back, you're going to die from exhaustion. It's not yeah. worth it. Because then you're fo- all you're focused on is fighting. And you're living a you're living an antagonistic life. You're living a, a life that's very uh, frustrating. Yeah. Where you're always trying to fight someone, and that's not a life of happiness. Very true. And and so somebody somebody like Bill Burr, I think, I think he he puts it in a very rational term. It's very understandable when he says what he says. Mm-hmm. He's like, I I don't want a bully beating up on me. I, I love it when the little guy fights back. And who doesn't like that? That's a raw animalistic response but the reality is that that's that's not what we as humans are capable of doing like we are capable of adapting in ways that animals aren't so i mean we can we can fight or flight like the predators do or we can learn that new way of of being in relationship with one another yeah which you know which is what chris hardwick does and i really I think I appreciate him so much more because even somebody like Bill Burr, I could tell that whole interview, he was just like, I just don't agree with you. Like, I don't agree with Chris you. Chris Hardwick? Chris Hardwick, yeah. But he said it in such a way that I don't think people would have noticed. I didn't notice was, it at like, all. Like, you wouldn't have noticed. But you could tell for, from somebody who's listened to him and, like, talked to people who he does agree with. Like, there were things that, that he agreed with, with with Bill Burr, but that early segment where it was antagonistic mm-hmm. uh, or, like, fight, fighting attitude. You could you could tell as somebody who watches Chris Hardwick that he was very uncomfortable with that, but he's still engaged in a way that's like, yeah, I understand. Like you have your reasons for believing what you do, you know. That's the way that he approached it. But then he also tried to explain his perspective, which was more or less the way that I I tried to, to yeah. sum it up there. So, what are some other? Uh, so I only listened to the Nerdist for the last week. That's all I listened to because I I'm. What's today? Friday? So I'm like seven or eight days into my podcast journey. Yeah. You know, what are some others that, what are others that are, that I would enjoy that are maybe similar or? <laughs> that are, I would say, maybe looking like for ones that are equally fulfilling. Interview, yeah, like equally, e- fulfilling, equally like, like in the sense that they're both enjoyable and informative. Like they give you something. They give you something positive in your life. NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Definitely. You know what? I started <laughs> listening to NPR for one of them. I was like, this is boring. And I went right back to Chris Hardwick. Totally. But I would say the it's the news quiz. It's a parody news quiz show, which is which is entertaining. Oh, you said it's called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me? Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. It's, I don't know if it would necessarily, you, you like the dumber humor, so yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I like slapstick I mean, you humor. like slapstick. I'm trying to think other I have, I have, uh, let me list off what I, what I have right now. Yeah, because I have my list as well. They're all effing politics, though. (laughs) I, um, sorry, when I would open up my podcast, I'd keep hitting the Snapchat app because it's yellow, and the Nerdist background is yellow, 
Oh, so I keep, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Totally. Um, my podcast. I have, so I have awards chatter. Shit, I gotta catch up on that. I've been so immersed in... I think real time with Lamar's on. Oh, man. I've been so immersed in Nerdist. I've missed out on a few uh, awards chatter, actors connection. Those ones, like, never come out. Never. Yeah, it's tough for the podcasts that don't release very frequently uh, or are unreliable. I started listening to Breakfast Club for one of them, but again, same thing. I was just like, nope, going back to Nerdist. <laughs> uh, Ted Radio Hour. Maybe that was the yeah. That Joe Rogan it. Experience. I love Joe Rogan. Not sure I'm trying to listen to a podcast for three hours, though. It's a three-hour podcast. His are long, oh, dude. Oh, my goodness. His are long. I Two just, and a half hours. Real time with Bill Maher, Gary V. Audio. <laughs> I really like Gary Vaynerchuk. That He's just a little bit too intense for me at times. I oh, agree yeah, with. I haven't tried. I agree with mo- most of what he says. I agree actually pretty much with everything he says, but he's just like. Don't I just, listen to people who you agree with what they say. The Dave Ramsey show. Because the problem is, is that people end up just parroting back this stuff. And it's like, develop your own thoughts. Like, listen to a bunch of podcasts, get your own thoughts, get your own perspective on the world, and formulate your own opinion. Don't don't parrot me back someone else's moralistic tales. I've never listened to a Gary Vee podcast of that. How, if that makes you feel any better. I've only seen his YouTube no, videos. No, I'm just saying in general. People tend to... People tend to Planet be money. more parrots than anything else. It's very frustrating. All right, well... I'm trying to think. Um, there was one other one that might have been of interest. If you have any interest in uh, fixing your car, car talk... Wait, wait, don't talk. No, uh, I don't do, do that. I don't like that shit. All right, so changing gears, because I think we've kind of talked everything away from... Po- the There's some good Game of Thrones from. podcasts, by the way. Oh! Those are worth listening to. Those are worth listening to. Okay, absolutely. Shit. Because that's coming up a couple of weeks. Big time. Fuck yeah. Game of Thrones. I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, man, that really is... Like, I really, really, really... I think Breaking Bad is one of, like, the greatest shows that have ever been on TV in, you know, the last 10 or 15 years. Game of Thrones is going to stand the test of time for sure. Like, that is, oh, fucking awesome show. I think I'd mentioned it to you before, but that's going to go down as one of those pieces of art. Yes. That exists, like the Michelangelo or the man, Mona Lisa. I can't believe we're almost there. Like a month away, right? I July. I think it's just more amazing the fact that we're going to go through through eight seasons of Game of Thrones before George Martin publishes a single book. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That's, That's all right. I don't That's care about decade. the books. I just want to watch That's the TV show. Decade. Um, Dude, when you read the books, man, it'll increase your love of reading. I love that reading, man. I already know what happens, though. Yeah. Are they, like, books that are, like, a thousand pages? Oh, yeah. Nice. They're tomes, man. They are They have are you some read, of the most um, engaging readings. Have you read The Fountainhead? No. Or have you read uh, Atlas Shrugged? I know of Atlas Shrugged. That's pretty 
that's pretty wild. Those are written by the same author. Yeah, I know. But they those are books that are like like a crap ton of pages with like font eight point eight point font on the pages too. In the academic community, those books are ridiculed as absolute garbage. Why? Because they're absolute garbage. Why? Because you've never read because them. Ayn, Ayn Rand, I know the basic premise, which is ultimately that of uh, I forget what the economic principle is, but it's it's um, everyone for themselves, survival of the fittest, is fundamentally what it comes down to. Is that there should be no charity, there should be no goodwill towards others. That the only thing that matters in the human spirit is survival, thrive and survive. Disregard all others around you. That's that's fundamentally how Anne Rand wrote her books. That was her basic philosophy. So when you you have some of the most right wing politicians who quote Ayn Rand and and Atlas Shrugged in their you know political speeches, trying to claim free market principles, which means there should be no government regulations. So people use Ayn Rand in in the political sense, saying there should be no 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 government. There should be no government because everyone should be in it for themselves. That's fundamentally what her premise tries to get people to believe. That we would be a better society if we all just took care of ourselves. So for Atlas Shrugged, it's I see what you're saying, but it's not so as extreme as what you're saying. Um, it's more... So with Atlas Shrugged, it's kind of like... <coughs> it's just an awesome book. Um... Anyway, the premise is like the well, people I mean, who. Anyway, the people who. The, the premise is the people who actually contribute should be the ones that thrive because they're living in a society where, like, you can put in the most minimal amount of contribution and reap the benefits of the people who actually put in all the hard work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to spoil the ending for you, but it is an awesome book, so you should definitely read it. And part three, it's broken up into three different parts. Part three. Chapter twelve, I think, is when the, uh, I think is when the, like the mystery antagonist is like speaking, because there's like a mystery guy that um, that's in the book. Yeah, but anyway, he's like he's got this he's got this speech that's just like this awesome mind blowing speech. Yeah. But you should definitely read it. And the Fountainhead is more with this dude. I can't remember what the name of the character is, um, but it's it pretty much is like do whatever you want don't live inside of the parameters of everybody else because he's an architect and he's like and he's like people are like no these are stupid designs you need to do this you need to do that and he's, so he oh, he goes off and does his own thing and he does designs but he tells people like no i'll do the design but you're going to accept it i'm not going to alter anything because i've thought of everything and this is how it's going to be mm-hmm. and you see at the end he's like no this guy this guy he's an artist he's an artist and he doesn't need people cramping his style cramping his style Yes, it's pretty good. And again, but those are that's that's one facet of. Well, no, no, but but that's the attitude that she believes should be put on every single person. Is that you know that concept of we're all we're all basically artists that need to to make our way in the world, regardless of how we get there. So no one should cramp our style. That's that's the, that's the ultimate goal is that no one should ever be cramping our style, ever, in any instance. So then, what you're saying is that is not true for everybody. Is that what you're getting at? 
No, I'm saying that you you take that to. I mean, so if that's what she's if, uh, uh, that's what she's essentially saying. Like everyone's a, an artist in some shape or form, and you should not live under you should not live under the scrutiny or thumb of someone telling you how to do anything otherwise. But you take yeah, but then you take into account. Well, what about those people who are like serial killers and find their art in creatively finding ways to murder people? Should they be left unconstrained to perfect their art? Ayn Rand would say yes. They should be left alone. Again, it's survival of the fittest. If you can't defend yourself, then you're not worthy of living. But that's 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 the point she was trying to make, is that by illustrating a specific example of how this can be successful, she says then it should apply to everyone's life. Disregarding the fact that some people's lives are kind of dangerous to the rest of us. And that's where that's where I butt up against her when it comes to constraints of humankind, is that her attitude is people should be allowed free reign to do what they want, including hurt other people, without any government interference. If you if you cannot defend yourself, if you cannot protect yourself, then you I are not worthy saying. of living. I see what you're saying. So it's like for those of us like you and I who would be able to defend ourselves in a world like that, there are for me, my thought goes out to those that aren't able to defend themselves in that manner. And so I I tend to take the the opposite view of someone like her. Which, you know, and again, I mean... But then you're clashing two different... Oh. So if you're saying, like... So then... You're taking one thing, and it's saying that no one should cramp your style. That's a pretty extreme... um, Example, or... Yeah, so, I mean, let's tone it down. Um, let's look at Wall Street executives. Okay. Like, they, they control all of our money, yeah, right? right? They can do whatever they want. Ayn Rand would say, get rid of government regulations and let them do with what their money. If you're not strong enough to take care of your own money, you don't deserve it. So really, no government restraints. They can say, well, we got all the money. Sorry, you're out of luck. And what recourse would you and I have in that instance? Or at least for her, she would put it pushing, which is why politicians, conservative politicians push her books is that less regulation. So try to get rid of as many regulations as possible on Wall Street because the reality is that we are living in a survival of the fittest world. So. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, and again, you can read a book and enjoy it in the same way that, like, I can read Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code and still enjoy that <laughs> while acknowledging that academically it's a piece of shit. Like, I'm not going to take anything historically. See, I, I like... When I read books, I'm all I tend to lean towards like the story and characters more than like the message. I pay attention to the message, but I love being I love experience, experiencing <clears throat> the ups and the downs of the story so more than the than the underlying message. And I think I realized that there's a difference between, like, I, and this is why it's hard for me a lot of times to, like, have conversations with people, is because most people, most people, I don't want to use this in a negative context, but... Most people there's are a, idiots? No, no, no. Most people, okay, we'll yes. use the forest and the trees analogy. Okay. There's a forest filled with trees. Okay. Most people look at the forest and they see the trees. They see, they see the individual trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are, that's a nice tree. That's a nice tree. That's a nice tree. They're walking through. Oh, a lot of nice trees around here. I'm somebody who look, goes into the forest and says, I see the beauty of the forest as a whole, as one, 
I don't necessarily focus on the individual trees. I don't notice that, like, an owl is nesting in that tree or that, you know, a, a bird has made its home in another tree. Like, I'm looking at the beauty of how everything works together. The trees, you know, the branches interweaving with one another, the sunlight being able to cascade right. through the ground, you know, the breeze that blows through the air, like, the, the, the whole of the experience. And that's the way that I perceive the world. Whereas most people are much much more grateful to just appreciate the beauty of the individual tree around them. So, yeah. And I think that that's where I find that I have difficulty in, in just casual conversations with people because I like, I like the, the big picture takes on the world. Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what is capital T true? Like, what, what can be proven true time and time again? You know, uh, whether, it's, whether it's metaphorical or literal... Um, I look for I look for things that are big ideas that are big pictures, and then through that I'm able to get down to the specifics. Like I could totally have a conversation about how awesome the Bill Burr interview was. But I thought you just hated it. Yeah, I can take both sides because I see the big picture. Oh, I see, I see, both I see what you So I can approach it like I, my personal attitude is that I wasn't a fan of it, but because I see the big picture, I'm like there are positives in that Bill Burr interview and there are negatives in that Bill Burr interview, and I can approach it from both angles. Okay, I see what you're saying. But when it comes to like giving my perspective and why I believe what I believe, I I've always believed what I believed through that big lens versus through the, you know, the right trees. But I'm mixing metaphors and I'm sort of lost myself um no i get what you're saying do you <laughs> no i do okay are you have you read 2001 a space odyssey isn't it awesome when you can read a book and there's a really kick-ass story but there's really kick-ass like messages mm. it's like oh man i can't when people fuck so when when people <laughs> say like no like they don't read books like they they say it in a way like they're too good for books. I'm just like, you're such a fucking idiot. You don't even know. Why am I even talking to you? Who thinks there's too good for? That's a weird thing to be elitist about. But you can. Uh, there's. I was books. so when I was no when I was um when I was reading a book on when I was waiting for my at my call time for Empire. I'm sitting there and I'm reading this book and he's, this dude's like, you're reading a book, man. Like I actually talk. I started talking about books with this other guy and there's this other guy sitting there. So I'm talking to this about books with this one dude about um just like metaphysical stuff and he was jiving and i was like nice this guy's real cool and uh this other guy's like i was like have you read the i i started talking to this other guy he's like no man i'll read books like who are you fooling like what are you what is this 10th grade like give me a fucking break books are fucking cool man oh and i just want to say also that um Everything that turns on Neil, everything everything about women that turns on Neil, I think it's safe to say also turns me on, right? Knowing us, yeah. right? You would agree yeah. with that statement. Yeah. But what also turns you on about women turns me on just as much as the stuff that turns Neil on. Like books and talking and other stuff that yeah. I, I find valuable. Um. In addition to, like, looks and how someone carries themselves, of course. Because you and Neil are the exact opposite and one of many, <laughs> of, approach, yeah. one of hundreds of things. I'm smack dab in the middle. But I do want to, I just want to take this time to let you know 
Um, yes, I find people, women, girls who are intellects, so fucking attractive. Isn't that so hot? So it's fucking hot. attractive. Oh it's like, goodness. oh my gosh. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's so thing. great. Goodness. I just want to take that. Uh, <sighs> yeah, take that. Uh, there's true beauty in that. Because there's moments when Neil's like, oh, you know, like, oh, right, Victor. Or I'll be like, right, Neil. Uh, totally. We'll regang up on you because it's funny. <laughs> and but I'll be like, yeah, yeah. But in and in inside, I'll I'll be I'll give you a nod. And I'm like, no, I know. I got Rix's back. I'm just, I'm just on, on no, part no, of this or all of this. I think we're on the this. same page in, in several instances. <laughs> but, I mean, the, yeah, really, it, it's come to that point where I'm in my life right now where I, there are there are plenty of beautiful faces out there, right? There are there are countless beautiful faces. Yeah. A beautiful mind and oh, a beautiful man. heart are irreplaceable. Those are eternal. Those, those will never... absolutely... Those a, can a never be... mind... I mean, if you have an interesting mind, I will never get bored of you. Yeah. Like that... Like beauty and everything else aside, if you have a beautiful mind, oh, that's that's got my heart, man. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. Um, so start reading books, ladies. We'll, we'll come find you. We'll come find you. Right? We'll come find you. As we say into the... The void of space. I also I'm, I'm so sad we're missing our third wise man. Yeah, so what are we gonna call this? Is it gonna be called Three Wise Men? I think we should call it Three Wise Men. Unless you've thought of something better. No, we can call it that until we think of something better or if we think of anything that we think is better. Because yeah. in the Wayne Coyne interview, I think, or one of them with Chris Hardwick. Oh no, it was uh yeah, Wayne Coyne. Mm-hmm. The guy from uh talking lit or uh What's the band name? I can't remember. Talking, no. Flaming Lips. Yeah. Um, He was saying how a lot of time is wasted. Like, just be a decisive decision maker because you can always go back and change something. Why are you spending so, like, the name of the album or something or a track? Why are you sitting around wasting time figuring out the name of the track when that's something that you can finalize at a later date? So just stick with something, move forward, and then come back to it if you need to. Yep. So we can just call it Three Wise Men, and if something, if something that we think better comes up, comes up. Or if, if a third not, wise whatever. man decides that he doesn't want to be part of our wise men culture, then we'll just have to, to reevaluate and call like ourselves, I don't know. I'm willing to bet... Deuces Wild. Deuces Wild, oh man! That would be so funny! Deuces Wild. It's what. Hey, welcome That's to another. Welcome to another ep- just, uh, episode of Deuces, Deuces Wild. You're all. You're all about those facts. I was actually thinking. I was like, what are we going to have as our intro, and what are we going to have as our conclusion? Um, just like with Chris Hardwick with the little, yeah, dude, dude, like dude, 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 dude. Nintendo-like yeah. music, yeah. and then how he says, "Enjoy your burrito." I'm yeah. Like, oh, what can be our tagline or our? I guess it's not a tagline. It would be like a concluding. Thing. Yeah, sign off. Yeah, sign off. I don't know. I was, I don't know. I was just thinking of stuff that I say every day, every day, like keep it real or something. But I, w- well, yeah, because I mean, even Ray for the drywall doctor has have a great day. Yeah, but like he says that funnier, he, he says or better. No, yeah, no, no. But I'm saying like even, even okay, okay, even YouTube channels that aren't meant to be. Deuce is wild. Oh my gosh. That would be such a funny name. I actually really like. That I really now. like. Now Deuce is wild. It, 
All right, we need to think of a side project just to have that <laughs> Seriously, name. just to make that name happen. Deuces Wild with an air horn. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make that the... We'll make that the, uh, the sub-name for Deuces the three, uh, three wise men when Neil can't make it. Okay. We'll just be Deuces Wild. Deuces Wild. That's what... Yeah, we'll call it. We'll just call that's it Deuces so, Wild. That's so All funny. Right. All right. We could just call it that even if without, even with three people. Like it's, it's, you I know mean, what? You, Why don't we call it that and then just... I don't know. Deuces if, if we, Wild. If we have all three of us around, that's great, but... Because it doesn't necessarily have to be... I mean... Let's think about this. So the three wise... I mean, the three... It could go either way. Three wise men. Three wise men. Three jackasses sitting around. Whatever. It, it can be funny, you know? It doesn't have to be like we're actually talking about something serious. That we oh, no, yeah. Wild. And I mean, like... Deuces Wild is a totally. great name. I love, though, if it was only two people, it would be even better with Deuces Wild. Agreed. It has... It's not as... It, it's not as driving if it was three people I know, then it's like why I is it know. deuces wild oh you yeah. like cards okay yeah um let we don't even know if neil's gonna do this what do you think he's gonna say what are your predictions i don't know i mean i say we just post this and see what happens let him know what he's missing if he watches it through to this point, we'll know he, he cares enough to be. Dude, honest. I bet you this. If we post, I'm willing to bet Neil. Listen up, that if we post this, so we're about, so we're 38 minutes in, 39 oh, minutes. Yeah, 39. We're now at 39 minutes Dang. in. So I bet if I bet if we post this, Neil, that you maybe, that you probably will maybe make it past this point. Now he's listening, so he's definitely going to. No, I don't think it's amazing. Neil, I can see you. I can see you. I can see us telling you to listen to this as a trial, and you not listening to it for a minimum of. I was going to say one week, but I'm thinking one month. Just knowing, knowing Neil. Well, or he could do the opposite, listen to it right away. I don't know, but Neil, Neil do this podcast with us. We'll, we'll call it the Three Wise Men. This will be fun. Yeah, it's, this it's, is this is. I just want to say, Neil, right now. This is way more chill than doing the straight up. Love straight up. It's shelved, but it's way less production. It's way more relaxed, and it's the main. Rick and I were talking. It is. It's back to the main concept. What we originally came up with. There's yeah. three people hanging out, and then we got excited about it, which is great. But it became complicated, and it became work. Yeah, and that's I think the biggest takeaway that I've learned through yes. this past year and a half of this. It's awesome so crazy. Ride. We had this awesome idea completely went out of our way to do all these things <laughs> only to come back to the original idea. I mean, we never but expected cool. to have, like, a studio. No. We never expected to necessarily have all this equipment we have. No. We never expected to learn how to video edit and actually schedule interviews with big-name YouTubers across the country. Like, I'm we, totally cool with the last couple interviews having been Elliot Hulse and Evan Carmichael. I'm cool with that. Those are great experiences. How many people get a chance to experience what we've experienced? Yeah. It's awesome. And I know I've picked up so many skills. That being said, now that we've taken a couple of months just to, to step back yeah. and be like, you know what? What is fun for us? Because this is not something about trying to make this a career. This is simply enjoying the time that we have with one another and yes. making the best of it. Yes. So, Neil... If you're watching this far, like, awesome, dude. Or I'm so, like, you have surpassed my expectations, and you're great. 
And if you haven't, you suck. <laughs> so, I think that pretty much concludes our, our episode, man. I think we should, totally should put it up. Yeah. And see what happens. Now, here's what I think that we should do, too, really quickly. Uh, we do a, a quick intro. We're going to talk about, like, how Chris Hardwick does it, because he he introduces it, but he's he's had the interview already. So right. his segment is, like, before. So we talk about this, that, the other thing, like... And then, I mean, we didn't really sign off this time, but. No, we're just still talking. But, so real quick, this was, for people listening, this was a trial run. Uh, I guess we this we probably should have done this in the beginning, but it's okay. No, no, we'll, we'll, but, because what, what we'll do, what we'll do every time is at the end, and we'll introduce this as a trial run, right? So I'm not going to include this. This is all going to be cut. We're, we're cutting from this okay. point forward. Um, enjoy your burrito. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No. Enjoy your, no, we're going to, what's our sign off going to be? I think we should, no, I think we should just, these people are listening. Like, are these going to shut the fuck up? Just include all of this. This first one here, include it all. Okay. Include it all. Including it all. Um, what should our sign off be? It's okay. We can change it at any given time. Yeah. What comes to mind? So real quick then, let's not even do an intro. We're doing an intro at the conclusion and just leave it. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. And then let's just, and you know, so this was the pre, this was the pre-show to the podcast that we're now doing. Yeah. This is totally like behind the scenes stuff, it feels like. At the same time, it's also yes. kind of this like is like of This what? is like hanging out with... With us behind the curtain before the show starts, just like you said. Yeah, totally. Because what happened was, for those who don't know, we came up with the concept of Straight Up, a talk show. This was September 2015. And this was the concept. Let's just, the three of us, start like a talk show. It's fun. We're interesting people. And let's just do that. And then we got really excited about it, and we got really ambitious, which is great, which is really awesome. And it became more complicated than it needed to be, but we didn't know that until about a couple months ago. So anyway, uh, long story short, we did a a show with a multi-camera show, 45 minutes long. It was a huge production in terms of scheduling, finding guests, all this stuff. We acquired a lot of awesome skills along the way. We had a few other programs. But it became more work than it was fun. Now, uh, a year and a half later, um, a little more than a year and a half, we are now brought full circle back to our original idea, and it's been fucking awesome. I've had fun. So this is going to be called The Three Wise Men, pending that Neil <laughs> wants to be a part of this too, which I hope he, I hope you are, Neil. Um, if not, I guess it's just Ricks and I. Deuces wild. Deuces. No, I did that because there's a place in Wrigleyville called Deuces, and during the day it's a totally normal place, but at night, be careful. There's so much hair gel and just like <laughs> spray tans and just like Jersey Shore esque, uh, like it's Jersey, like it just it's just, it's got a weird vibe. It's, there's an escalator. In the freaking building. I did a frat yeah, lap in, in there Rig- one time Rigleyville? at night. Yeah, in the deuces. I went... I think I know. I walked in there, and I was like, this is way just too much for me right yeah. now. But it's totally normal during oh, the day. Oh, it's so overwhelming. The I daytime is totally I normal. I can't do Wrigleyville. 
But yeah, that's it. So I guess uh, like. this is just Ricks and Victor signing, signing off. Signing off? No, dude. <laughs> We're not going to do Ricks and Victor signing off. Well, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be something cool. So we'll just keep it talking. should be just like, shut up, dumbass. <laughs> Those are sign off. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, it's all right. It's just the pre-show, so. Totally. I mean, I always say, I always say peace. Now, the reason why I always say peace is... A short, pair, shorter version of peace be with you? Something. Yeah. I mean, really, that's always how it's been. It's like... Namaste. I, I, I wish I wish peace upon you, is what what I, I say. I, I hate how people have sort of, like, manipulated that word. What? Like, Keith Olbermann says peace at the end of his tirades against Donald Trump. I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, that's totally yeah. not the point of peace. You just spewed vile hatred. You can't just say peace afterwards and make it all okay. So, I guess for this, peace probably wouldn't be the most appropriate sign-off. Whatever. Let's just sign off by saying, Man, if you made it this far, I hope that uh, I hope that whoever is wandering with us on this journey will join us again next time because I know I'll be here. All right, we're done. Cool. Victor and Rick's signing off. Signing off. We're out. Peace. Later. <laughs> Just had to get the last word, didn't you? No, it's all right. Whatever. All right. Yeah, I guess we'll just have one, one sign off, not two. Yeah, I'm pretty indifferent with the sign offs. I feel like <laughs> I feel I'm, like they just emerge. Like with with Ray's, the "Have a Great Day" thing didn't become a consistent thing, and I didn't realize it until about you know twenty videos in that he had just started saying that, and it became routine. So it's like I don't know. I think it'd be funny though to just keep the entire thing still right now up. <laughs> Even after we've signed until, off, yeah. Oh my god! Until we Why? stop recording, what would what would what would the purpose of that be? I just want this to be completely raw and unedited, just the very first one. Kind of like when the movie ends and the credits roll, and then there's still people lingering watching the spoofs. <laughs> it's uh, okay. All right. Well, here's our here's our giant turd. Unflushed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go press the record button to not record. And we're done. <laughs>